0: huge thanks to dave clayton for supporting the podcast on patreon dave is one of the vector wizards at astute graphics and co-host of the vector generians podcast you should go check it out on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts if you like the creative south podcast please consider supporting us on patreon every dollar helps us cover hosting costs upgrade equipment and keep the podcast going with options starting at just one dollar per month You can help support the podcast and even wind up with some cool Creative South podcast swag. When you become a Creative South patron, you'll get access to exciting Creative South news before anyone else, a shout out on the podcast thanking you for your support, Creative South podcast stickers and t-shirts. So please help support the podcast by becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash creative south. Welcome to the Creative South podcast. I'm your host, Jason Frostholm. Today, we've got another crossover episode for you. This time, I sit down with Ryan Wheaton, host of the Branding Brews podcast. Branding Brews covers all aspects that go into creating a craft beer brand, from hiring a designer, to making tap handles, to trademarking your brand and beers. We cover a lot of ground, discussing how we got into design and why we started podcasts. We also chat about Creative South, how Ryan got into branding craft beers, and more, all right after this. I talk about Jack Prince on the podcast all the time, and today isn't any different, except that I want to talk about how much we rely on them at Creative South. Not only has Jack Prince been a longtime sponsor of Creative South and the podcast, but they help us with so many cool things every year. Whether they are making our pop up displays and tablecloths, or printing our notebooks, Jack Prince is always there when we need them. They even printed my Creative South podcast stickers that have a coupon code on the back that gives you a great discount on all of their products. Speaking of stickers, Jack Prints will print any kind, shape, size, stock, including full color stickers with full color liner prints for you to use as product labels, promotions, bumper stickers, hang tags, business cards and more. Right now, you can get 500 3x3 inch die cut stickers starting at $149 when you visit jackprints.com. Plus, Jack Prince is giving Creative South podcast listeners 20% off all orders over $25 when you use promo code South 17 at checkup. Visit jackprince.com for your next order of stickers, prints, or whatever you need today. Hey Jason, how's it going, bud? Good, how are you, Ryan? Doing really good, doing really good. So this is going yeah, to this this be interesting
1: to <laughs> do a yeah round-robin, I guess, sort of style and get into stuff. Exactly. Yeah, so we decided we do kind of a crossover episode where we kind of just uh, interview each other and you're from the Creative South podcast. I am, and you're from uh, Branding and Brews. Branding Brews, that's it. Awesome. Um Cool. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. Like, I think uh, I've been listening to your podcast for a long time, and oh, awesome! Uh, you have, some, yeah, you've got some great designers on there, so that's really cool. And um, I know a little bit of Creative South in general, but not, uh, I mean, not a ton. So going to be kind of fun. We get to learn a little bit more about each other in the shows, and then our listeners out there kind of get to, we'll experience a little bit of both of our shows at once. Yeah, definitely. So,
0: um, what, why don't we kind of kick things off, and we'll we'll dive into your kind of backstory real quick first, and then, uh, cool. You know, obviously, I think there's probably going to be a lot of crossover, and you know, because we both do the same thing essentially, and, yeah. and we're both podcasters, so we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll banter back and forth, and uh, hopefully, this turns out nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, cool, cool, right on. So. <clears throat> for 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 people who aren't familiar with Branding Brews podcast, uh, kind of give the backstory of what you do with it. all. And...
1: Oh. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, and that's kind of cool. I think I don't really know how much I've gone into my personal history on my podcast either. Sure. So um, yeah, this is be cool. I think. Um, yeah, so graphic designer for about like fifteen years, mm-hmm. um, and in uh, in about the last five years or so. Um, I kind of realized that my design style fits really well with like the craft beer like market mm-hmm. in general. Um, and I think I was forgetting was I was listening to a podcast or a blog or something, and, and the guy was really talking about trying to focus on a on a niche style. Sure. Um, and before that, um, and one well, currently, I work full time for an agency right now. That's kind of like a marketing advertising agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through that, I've also worked in a couple of startups. Uh, and so for a while there, I was like. Um, more into the whole, like tech side of things like building websites, building web apps, building mobile apps. Uh, so much more like UI UX kind of design stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I mean, I still, I still enjoy that. I think it's still cool, but um, I think I kind of realized that uh, my like roots is really, isn't just like straight up design, like sure. branding and design stuff, you know? Uh, and then that was about the same time. I also realized that like, oh yeah, like my design style kind of fits this, uh, this kind of craft beer market. And I love craft beer. I've been drinking craft beer for, you know, 16, 18 years, whatever. So, uh, yeah. So it seemed to be like a natural kind of fit. And I was like, well, you know, when it comes to doing anything regarding freelance work, I was like, you know, why don't I just like put all my focus into that? And, uh, um, and it's worked out well. I mean, it's it's like just for doing side, the kind of passion projects on the side, Mm -hmm. um, and then um, yeah, so I've been focusing on that for about five years. And then uh, I've also hosted a couple design talks, um, like panels on beer branding and design. And I've also got a gig teaching beer branding and design for Oregon State University. They have a uh, oh, craft. Cool. Yeah, they have a craft brewery startup workshop, which is um, it's a week long course, full time. Uh, people from all over the U.S. and actually from the world come to attend this thing. And it's basically you have experts in every possible uh, area of starting a brewery. So like the people that make the kettles, the, the people that do canning, the people, the lawyers and mm-hmm. everybody. And so it's cool. So I, I got to, I got to join them and, and teach a, a block in that workshop for, for craft beer, branding and design. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's been fun. So that's just like been my kind of passion, kind of freelance side stuff. So
0: sure. What, what made you want to yeah. start the podcast
1: itself? Um, so I did, well, I, I've been, I love podcasts. I've been listening to them, um, sure. more so like in the past little while, uh, at work and stuff, you know, and I just, I, I love the design podcasts. Um, and I, oh, before that I had a, I kind of had a, a craft beer blog, uh, <laughs> where I, I think is featured like packaging and stuff. And it's kind of like a little bit of like kind of reviews on the packaging and stuff. And, sure. um, and that was fun. I guess for me, like, uh, I wasn't so much of a fan of the writing aspect. I mean, I think I can write okay, but... <laughs> but I know it, that feeling just... <laughs> well. Yeah, it just takes so much longer to, to write. Um, and I, you know, I don't like not enjoy it, but I don't think it's as, as fun as... And when I see the audio format of doing a podcast, you know, it's just... Uh, when you listen to the same show for so long, I think you kind of... You feel like you kind of have a similar connection with those with those people, mm-hmm. you know, and and you can kind of look forward to every whatever week or two when a new episode comes out. And, uh, one of the things that, especially in the beer market, um, there's a lot of bloggers or like, or like people on Instagram or even podcasts around beer. Uh, and one of my like things about podcasting is that like a dislike is when people just chitter chatter. Sure. Um, you know, they're like laughing, they're like, or they're drinking a beer on, on their podcast. And it's like, well, I, I can't see this. And like, so I really, I really didn't just to like point having, out I'm
0: drinking a beer on the
1: podcast. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm not talking no, about the
0: beer. I'm just having a
1: beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I mean, that should that should almost be the normal. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I, I just and I I really prefer the podcast how I, I listen to. I really prefer them to be uh, informative in some way. Sure. Um, that I can take something away from it. And I felt like um, a lot of the beer podcasts I listened to, I couldn't get into because it was just them just talking about beer or just talking about the beer they're drinking right there and then. And it's, it's, I mean, I love, I, I do, I started doing homebrewing a long time ago, but like Mm -hmm. that's not a thing for me either. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that's fun, but like there are some podcasts that just go into like the the homebrewing aspect and just kind of nerding out on all like that technical stuff. And that's not like me either. So no, it's not the um, most exciting thing to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, well, cool, man. Like I, I, I think, you know, this isn't something I've, I've really seen out there uh, in the podcast world. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly before I started, there was a, a podcast which I'm actually doing an interview with with them soon here, uh, which is called Market the Brew, mm-hmm. and they're uh, they focus a bit more on the marketing side of things. Where I have a design background, so that I, I tend to focus more uh, on the branding and design aspect of, sure. of approach approaching, you know, a brewery's like business. So. Mm-hmm
0: yeah so so when you were you know kind of jumping back into i don't want to call your day job but what you do to make money with the freelance and all what was what was it that made you decide that your style matched up well with beer branding and things like that
1: yeah so i um the company i work for now currently Mm -hmm. um well, I've always been big into like snowboarding and skating sure. when I was younger. Uh, and when I went to school, that was like my ideal, like dream job. I was like, Oh, it'd be so rad to work for like a snowboard company. <laughs> um, so I think when I, yeah, when I got out of school, uh, I was kind of like checking that out and, um, you know, and obviously, you know, life doesn't ever think go the way you think it or you hope it would be, or like the dream, you know, it's just like, well, you end up working different jobs and, um, and that, that got me, that got me going into, into design. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then when I, I went back to college in Chico, at uh, Chico state in California, and, um, at that time there was a company that was, it was a weekly music magazine mm-hmm. called the, Synth- called the synthesis. Uh, and so I got hired on to, to do part-time as a designer for them, um, while I was going to school. And then that was awesome. it, it and that's so it was mostly like music industry type mm-hmm. stuff, like just local music scene. So it also kind of had that um, real kind of like loot, not say loose, but real just kind of more artistic, creative kind of style of design. Sure. Um, so I did that for two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, looking when I, when I look at, I, I don't think every designer, I think that for a while, maybe like, they're like, oh, I don't really have a design style. Like I, I still just, say that you know,
0: I've been doing this for almost 20 years now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's easy to be like, Oh no, I can do any style. Like I can do modern or I can do like the vintage rustic look, you know? Sure. And, uh, and I think uh, it might've actually been when I got on dribble when, or something like that, when I started looking at all my pieces together mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, I do pretty clearly kind of have a style, um, kind of that textured kind of like earthy tones. Sure. Um, and I, when I was in school, I, th- I kind of like was drawn to using like wood textures and like wood patterns and, uh, those kind of things so much. And I, I love, I live in Portland now and I, I lived in like, uh, on the coast in California, mm-hmm. like in the redwood coast of like, uh, humble. And so I'm really drawn to like mountains and trees and like the outdoors. Sure. Nature. So, and stuff. So I think, yeah. So I think that whole thing, I think has a bit of an influence on in my design too. I think like, just the earthy natural colors um, and like textures and stuff like that. So I think right. at that point, you know, I think looking at all that, I was just like, you know, and, and also the day job, like focusing on like website design, like UI UX design, I was like, um, where it's much more, I'd say like mechanical sure. almost, or, you know, uh, and i just like, I, I just like, yeah, I miss doing all this like crazy poster design where I could just like, do this crazy stuff on a flat piece of paper and I print it and it's done. You know, it's not like It'd be a lot more organic it, with it. Exactly, right. It's like a lot less like like an app, you know, where you have to worry about user flows and functionality and uh, A B testing to see what's the <laughs> best design. You know, it's like make a rad poster, print it and call it good and yep. feel good about it, you know? So Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, man? Let's do you wanna
0: Yeah. So tell us uh, ooh where do you want to start what do you what do you what do you what do you want to know Let, let's do it that way
1: um yeah how, how much more of a vague question i get what about you <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah no i mean uh what how did you get into design and um yeah, so
0: I, yeah i'm still not entirely sure how i got into design like i i always <laughs> wanted to do art um like all throughout high school and even middle school and stuff i was taking art classes and Really just enjoyed drawing and I'll never really thought of making a career out of it. Uh, Started off college and, you know, trying to find my way and thought about doing advertising, but I wasn't focusing on art at all. And then I did really bad my freshman year of college Mm. because that whole self-discipline thing of, yeah, nobody's actually telling you to go to class. Um, Yeah. I had the same problem. Yeah. So that, that turned into a really long break, uh, and then I, I eventually um, kind of went hat in hand and moved back in with my parents so I could get back into uh, college and you know, be able to afford it and all that stuff because you know, I had screwed up my first chance of actually having my parents help me out with it and pay for it. Um, hmm. So, but there was no way I was going to be able to afford to work really full time and you know, pay for an apartment and go to school and all that, and uh, so I got back into college, and I, I don't know why I decided on graphic design. I don't have a clear reason other than I liked art and I kind of knew oh. what graphic design was. I was like, "Well, it's on computers." Um, I've had a Mac since I was ten, so yeah, I know it's on Macs. It's an art thing, and I really like doing that. Um, thought for a hot minute that I was going to be a painting major until I took uh painting class and realized how bad I was at painting. Oh yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, and I'm still, I can't even like craft paint to save my life. Like it was <laughs> little, so this will go out a couple weeks after it, but Halloween is tomorrow. And I'm my, one of my kids wants a wants his costume custom made. So I'm like trying to paint glow in the dark paint on stuff. And it's like, so just horrible. (laughs) Like there's no straight lines. Everything's horrible, but, um, yeah. So got into college and was trying you know, made my way through and really just hit on it. Really enjoyed graphic design, like the branding aspect of things. Um, really like building layouts, which I know is weird because most designers I know hate layouts. Um, but still making logos and branding things and the, the openness that comes with it and, you know, being able to throw a bunch of ideas out based off a really simple brief really just spoke to me and, and, and that's, you know, followed that career path and 17 years later, I'm, you know, I mean, I can't say that I'm, like, down the original career path that I thought I was going to be when I graduated college because I, you know, had these aspirations of, I'm going to work for this big agency and I'm going to, yeah. you know, do really cool stuff and, you know, make, you know, be in every issue of communication arts. And then I've never been in communication arts. Um, I've had one thing in how – um awesome talking about being an in-house designer um but it wasn't like it wasn't like i had a design in there i literally was just interviewed about being an in-house designer (laughs) (laughs) so um that's that's the closest to published in you know designer that i get but right you know i i did work for a couple agencies and i kind of realized that's not the life that i want it was you know Working all hours. I mean, there were times where I wasn't getting out of there till like two, three in the morning. I didn't feel like I had a life, and it just burned me out. And I didn't, I didn't feel like I was allowed to be creative because we kept pushing things so much, and everything was so reactionary. Um, and eventually, got into in-house design, um, and have worked for a bunch of different places, and I kind of straddled the line between being a designer slash creative director slash marketing person so i have an understanding of all of those and really enjoy it but you know the one of the challenges that comes with being in an in-house place is you you know it's a corporate place and everybody had you've got a very set look and you know there's not a lot of room to deviate from that look so a little while back started getting back into freelancing and my wife's a designer as well and we've started partnering up on stuff. Whereas we used to just do stuff separately. Like she did more freelance stuff all the time and worked from home. And I would take on a gig like once every six months. And I've really been trying to make an effort. Well, we've been trying to make an effort to work together on stuff and build stuff up to have more creative freedom, um, to be able to stretch our legs more, to do be able to do the things that I don't get to do at work. Not that I don't yeah. like the stuff that I do at work, but I also like to, you know, hopefully one day have a cool beer branding client and do some packaging around that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's, you know, kind of the design path for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think mine was pretty similar. Yeah. I, it sounds I, like it. When I, yeah. When I got out of high school, um, I mean I wasn't the greatest student I think like you were saying. <laughs> um, and I mean I, I barely got into college, I will say that. <laughs> yeah, well I mean I went to right, I went to junior college and um I but too. yeah I didn't I mean I didn't think I was yeah, I didn't think I was going to go to college and and then uh but in my senior year of high school there was some guy that came in from uh I think at the school was called Cogswell. I don't know if they're even still around but mm-hmm. um they were in San Jose Bay Area, California and they did like 3d design and stuff like that um and like you i had a computer since i was really young and like microsoft paint i was like tripped out (laughs) like this is this is fun you know like uh and then yeah when someone came and talked to our school i was just like like oh huh okay so you can like make money doing art on computer all right (laughs) and once i finally got my butt back into gear then then yeah i was uh it was pretty it was pretty cool and I, i think i feel pretty fortunate that um you know, even though it took a little while to get my butt in gear to go to school. <laughs> I it, like, yeah. Well, but I, I feel fortunate that I had like a clear, um, clear path. And then it went that way and I succeeded. Like just because I know so many people, you feel like you're forced to go to college after high school. And so some people just like feel like they have to pick a major and you know, they get done and, and you're not even like, you don't even do work in that field. Yeah, You just got a degree in it. Yeah. You know? So, no.
0: Yeah. I know a lot of people like that and it's, it's, it's tough. So, yeah sorry
1: I didn't mean to interrupt no you're totally good yeah cool and then so uh what what laid what led you into creative South you want to like can you talk a little bit about what creative South is and, and kind of how you got there and what you do for them yeah so obviously f- you do the, obviously you do the podcast yeah but. obviously um
0: yeah, for people who don't know creative South is a three-day conference for basically for designers and illustrators and other people who are kind of in that creative the creative fields. Um, and it's in Columbus, Georgia. So hence the South part of it. Um, and it's, it's, there's not a lot of talks about the technical side of it. It's, you know, more about people's journeys in their career and things like that. And, you know, obviously it's, you know, talks are there's presentations and also people are showing their work, what they did, but they, they're not talking about the design process of, well, when I worked on this poster, I used, you know, this pack of brushes from uh, Brad Woodard. And then I ran it through this Photoshop filter to get this. It's not that it's they're, they're talking about their career paths and their life path. And it's kind of inspirational talks around that. And I realize for some people that's going to sound hokey and it's not, you know, it, it's not in that way. Cause I'm not one of those people that likes to go to these inspirational, you know, everybody's yay. Look at me. I'm so great. This is how I turn my life around. Oh, okay. It, it, it's, 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 it's not the hippie feel good conference, but it's, mm. it's a great chance to meet other designers who, you know, they're not necessarily working for Wyden Kennedy or, you know, somebody like that. They're you know three, four person shops or they're, you know, they may work in house at a corporation and they, they don't get to interact with a lot of other designers because they might be the only person on staff. Um and I mean there's it varies and it runs the gambit, but it's it's an it's a great opportunity to meet other people in your field who do the same thing as you and not talk shop. Okay. <laughs> if that makes sense. I mean it's yeah. We talk a little bit about, like, when I go to lunch or dinner with somebody there, we'll talk a little bit for five minutes about what we do. But then it's like having a conversation about, you know, what are your hobbies? What, you know, how many kids you got? What, you know, what, how'd you get into this? That sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I got involved with it. Oh, this will be my fifth year now, I think. So, is that right? It'll be my fifth Creative South, my fourth year, if that makes sense. Because calendars are confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so <right>? yeah. <laughs> 2014 was the first one I went to. Um, my wife and I went, we we won tickets um from this guy named Peter Del Tondo, who's on staff with Creative South, and he also had a side project called or has a side project called Design versus Cancer. Um, which stemmed out of his his mom got stage four breast cancer. And, you know, while they had insurance and it covered stuff, it didn't cover everything. So he was trying to find a way to help his mom. And he was on another show that I watched. That's um, kind of a web series that comes on once a week. And he, he was on there talking about it. And at the end of it, just announced that, hey, I'm giving away you know, conference take, uh, pair of conference tickets to creative south and at that point i think i'd heard of creative south like twice and maybe had gone to the website so just on a lark i was like you know because nobody ever thinks they're going to win anything Um, right right entered the facebook contest you know put my name in the comments field or whatever i did and uh five people turning it down later because they it was so last minute they couldn't get off work Uh, or things like that uh Peter called and said, Hey, do you want to, want to go? And I was like, I, I would love to give me 24 hours to make sure that I can see that it happened. And, you know, the stars just kind of all lined up. My, uh, my folks happened to be coming in town um, to see the kids, to see my kids. Um, Granted they were planning on seeing us as well. (laughs) They, you know, they, they watched them for a night my in-laws watched them for a night. We went up to the conference. My wife and I went up to the conference, had a great time, and we were hooked, like right away. It was just like awesome. one of those where you're like, this just feels like home. It feels right. It's your you know, and, and that first year we were really wallflowers. And then, you know, the second year we went, we kind of branched out more and we spoke to more people and we were a lot more outgoing and developed these relationships after the conference on social media and stuff where we were literally interacting with people like every day just you know how twitter is you chit chat back and forth yeah. you're sharing stupid cat yeah. videos
1: and stuff like that <laughs> animated gifs yeah exactly
0: <laughs> and then um almost two years ago now 2016 um, i it, it was just thinking of doing a podcast to, and have a friend here locally who has a podcast studio and he produces podcasts for other people, stuff like that. And he kept trying to pressure me into doing one. And I was like, hmm. I don't know that I have anything to say. And it just kind of dawned on me of, well, I'm already talking to these designers every day. Why don't I do a pod? Cause some of my favorite podcasts are interview podcasts where it's, mm-hmm. you know, people talking to other people about what they do. And, um, And I was like, well, why don't I do a podcast where I just, interview other designers. So I reached out to Mike, who's the co-founder of creative South. And he and I had become friends at that point. And I was like, have you ever thought about, you know, having a podcast? And he was like, I kid you not. We just had this conversation yesterday. So you have perfect timing. Nice. And within two weeks of me telling him this, like at this point, I hadn't even really researched what it takes to do a podcast of uh-huh. What type of mic do I need? All that technical stuff that you find out and you know well. Um, I hadn't researched any of that. Yeah. But like he pushed me into it and was like, all right, here's, you know, find out what you need. find Get back to me next week. And so I was like rushed into it. And within two weeks I was up and booking my first episode and I banked like five or six episodes before I even put the first one out, Yeah, um, which did, gave me a good backlog. And it, it, it launched like the month before creative south um of that of 2016 and then i've been awesome. doing it ever since and 100 plus episodes later i'm still doing it and still enjoying it and it's a yeah it's a lot of fun and you know when i first started talking out i i got lucky in the fact that i was able to use the list of speakers that creative south had That's and piggyback awesome. off that um And I, and I still try to do this of I'll intermix a big name designer and with, you know, somebody who's just a local level designer and, you know, I've got a good relationship with them and I like them and I like the work that they're doing. And so I try to intersperse that in between.
2: So, right.
1: Yeah, that's cool. And I do, I, I also like the interview format as well. And, um, you know, for me, it's, it's cool just to talk to, uh, just other professionals, um, you know. I'm not. I'm, I'm not interviewing just designers. I'm interviewing. Yeah, I just, uh, I just listened to one where you were uh, talking to a lawyer
0: about trademark law. So, yeah, which was really cool. Yes. I was like, I don't know if I want to listen to this one as my first one. So yeah, like, I've literally, I've got a queue of a month. I've I've listened to I don't know, probably about five or six now. Um, awesome, and, and they're all really good. But I, that, the first one I dove into was the one that I have waited last to put it on. And now I'm like, I'm literally listening to it on the way home from work today. And I was like, wow, I'm really interested in how trademark law works.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it was education for me too, for sure. I think, uh, as designers with the like creative minds, I think like that's one of those things you want to think of, like think of like last or not. You want to think of last. It's just, you sure. don't want to think about, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? So, uh, but no, it was really informative. I mean, I, you know, I know like the super basics but, um, yeah. yeah, it was really pretty insightful, uh obviously, because he's a, he's an attorney, and um but, yeah, but I mean, I really enjoy interviewing people because, um yeah, you just meet some really cool people, mm-hmm. um you know, as I've gotten older and uh, I really enjoy like networking, uh and I love meeting people and talking to smart people about stuff they that they're like they're kind of like experts they have they have expertise in um that's that's really cool, I enjoy that. Uh, and I think when it comes to branding, you, there's so many, there's so many different things that go into oh, building yeah. a brand. Yeah. So, and that's what's cool. Besides just design, obviously that's a huge part of the visual brand. Sure. But there's also a lot more that goes into it in regards to how you run your business, to how you know uh, your team, to um, yeah, just so many different things. So, uh, it's a pretty open pretty open book there in regards to what we can do yeah and,
0: and um, I mean, for me for like listening to podcasts lately i've been listening to kind of like a lot like you talked about where it's all the different aspects like a lot of the business side of stuff um but not presented in a boring businessy way and that's yeah. that, that had always been like what it held me back from listening to that stuff so it's you know finding the ones that the subject interests you and stuff like that and obviously the hosts and presenters interest you too so
1: right yeah I, for a long time i was into design podcasts but also into like the the kind of marketing and mm-hmm. um running your business better uh you know you know like dan mall yeah yeah Daniel mall, yeah so I, he had a, yes i'm trying to get podcast. him worked on mine we, uh, yeah <laughs> he's a little yeah. busy though <laughs> uh no doubt yeah well but he you know he I've heard him on a number of podcasts. I know he had his own podcast that I was listening Mm -hmm. to for a while. And, um, and, you know, I kind of really like his approach to, to running business. And so, um, I'm always interested in that kind of stuff too. I mean, even for the agency I work for, it's always good to know how to work with clients better, uh, to, to, if you can have a smoother process and, you know like onboarding clients like what's a good way to to get them up and running and like smoothly and have the best experience with you as a designer mm-hmm. or or with the, you know your agency and stuff like that so um so yeah i always always found that that stuff kind of interesting as well and um but, but yeah i think like i've uh, obviously all the design stuff's cool too like like yours and a lot of the other ones out there it's just uh just kind of hearing other designers like their stories and what they got going on and but there's a there's a lot of crossover. Uh, so many designers are freelance that mm-hmm. that running your business like you know it's a big part of what you do. Yeah, so yeah. oh, but I guess just say a big big part of what a lot of designers do or have to do. Yes. So that was uh, there's some crossover there. So I thought that was kind of uh, another segue for me to getting into doing the the design interviews or like branding brews podcast thing and everything. So mm-hmm. um yeah, what how to do so how did you get your in-house gig? Like, was there a certain point? Cause you mentioned you were working for like an agency, mm-hmm. which depending on who the agency you work for can definitely be like really a lot of hours. It can be stressful, a lot of tight deadlines. Sure. But did you, did you, was there was some point where you're like, ah, oh, man, I think I want to switch to in-house or did it just kind of like come to be? And then you were like, this is, I kind of prefer this or how did that go?
0: Uh, it just kind of came to be. It was, I'd worked for, oh, uh, like two or three different agencies um, and all of them kind of had that same model of we're going to work until it's done instead mm. of, you know, pacing things out and actually scheduling things where you don't have your people there till two in the morning to yeah. knock out the pitch to the client and, you know, mm. stuff like that. Is it, and and the longer I've been into it, there's no reason to do that. Like if you're yeah. scheduling things properly, you don't ever need to do that. And all of the like people at big agencies that I've talked to are like, no, we don't ever do that. We, we schedule stuff. But, um, I was just, I was getting really burned out and I was working for this one agency that was doing that and they lost like two or three big retainer clients Mm. right after that. And so I'm out of a job and I'm like, I mean, I'm not in, I don't live in a big market. I don't, there's not a whole lot of options for me. Um, and it, it just, th- that was the opportunity that popped up was, oh, I don't even remember what company it was, but at this point, because um, it's been, I don't know, 12 years or so, but it was, you know, this opportunity that popped up and it was just, you know, they needed somebody to come in. They'd really, hadn't had the position before and so worked in there and we planned stuff out. I wasn't having to stay till two or three in the morning. I mean, there were times where I had to stay late or, you know, had to come in and work on a weekend or something like that to get stuff done. But it was so much different and it was, it, at least for me, it was so much of a better atmosphere for the way that I had, like to work like I like to have a schedule I like to actually come home and spend time with my wife and you know, at the time we were trying to start a family and you know so it was all that stuff that goes into it I didn't want to be tired of that and I you know ever since then I really haven't looked back and I, I mean I've worked for a few different places in house now my current job I've been at almost six years um, and they're a great company they're flexible if I need to you know, if if I need to work from home, as long as I don't abuse it, you know, they're fine with it. So if I've got like a sick kid or if my wife's got a appointment or two that she's gotta do, I can, you know, work from home to take care of kids or whatever. And it, it just it worked out better for me in the long run. Um, and I, I think there's pros and cons to each model and you know Exactly. With with agencies you get a lot more variety um you're never going to be working with the same client twice i mean obviously you, that's how business work you work, but yeah. you're never going to be doing the exact same thing right, over and right. over again um and and you know within house everything's very structured and very set and you have a limited amount of typefaces you can use and you know once you get campaigns set then a lot of it's production work after that and you know, so it's, it's finding things and it's uh, – thankfully I've gotten to the point now where I'm not the one having to do the production work. Um, not that there's anything wrong with production work. That's how I got my start. Fresh sure, Stretched sure. out of college. I worked for a printer doing production. And, you know, there are days where I just want to turn my brain off and mm-hmm. go into production yeah. mode where I'm not like having to – and I guess turn your brain off is the wrong word. But I don't want to have to – like when I get that creative block and I just can't think yeah. of anything, it's like, okay, I'll go resize some ads today. Maybe that'll help me. And and it usually does kind of help me out of that. And then I can go on to, all right, so this is going to be what our campaign is for, you know, the first half of next year. And then I can start working on all that stuff. So it, it yeah. it's nice to be structured and to be able to be proactive versus reactive
2: on stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely been a... Uh... Yeah, times where – I mean, I worked for the same agency for about 10 years. Sure. uh, And before that, I did have uh, an in-house job for maybe about like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, like you said, there's advantages to both. Yeah. Um, And I I, I will say it definitely depends on the company that you work for. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. Like, I mean – and that's some of those things too about a lot of the podcasts I listen to in the design industry is that, you know – uh, or even some of the startup uh, industry it's yeah like you need to you need to like figure out how to work with clients or how you want to work with clients yeah. you know like yeah. do you take on a client and have them like jump down your throat and be like okay we need this tomorrow and are you going to bend over backwards to do that and stress out all your employees or are you going to be like hey look that's not the agency we are like we we want to put in time and and due diligence like you know make sure that this thing is uh, the best it can be sure. and you know we're not gonna yeah so there's a lot of that goes on and but um yeah the no, work for, workforce is really great in that sense like i have a really flexible schedule kind of like you were saying mm-hmm. um i mean flexible in that they're i'm there pretty much every day from nine to five but yeah. you know i can take a break whenever i want or i mean i can take you know part of the morning off if i need to and i can work an hour extra after that or something sure um, but there, there's definitely some aspects of the in-house stuff that seems appealing. You know, like you're saying, um, and that may be just cause I've been on the agency side for a long time. So, sure. you know, yeah, like, well, so doing something like that seems appealing. Yeah. And I
0: still look at agency stuff and I'm like, you know, there are definitely things that appeal to me of that of, you know, and not just the being able to wear jeans and a t-shirt every day. Um, believe me, I wish I could do that. I only get to do yeah. that on Fridays and I don't even get to wear a t-shirt. Um, But, um, yeah, I mean, it's the, you know, especially being around other creatives and being able to bounce those ideas off, um, you know, that, that can be limiting in in house So being in an agency, those are the things that I miss and want to be able to do. And, you know, but the agencies that I worked for around here and I, you know, I don't, I don't assume that all agencies around here are like that, but the ones that I worked for were the type that they came in last minute. We're going to get it out first. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. And then so like, do you, do you have like a, a network of designers that you tend to reach out to? Like, cause I've been in similar situations where I felt like, uh, I was my own little design Island, sure. you know, yeah. and there was nothing else going on. Uh, do you, do you frequently kind of try to bounce stuff off some, some trusted buddies that are in the design Yeah, just to get, just to get feedback and stuff?
0: Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I'm part of a couple of Slack groups that do that. And I'm you know, AIGA chapter here. Um, I, I was on the board till my term was up. Um, and I mean, I still go to stuff. I don't know. I had to add that little part in, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh-huh. yeah, so there's definitely, you know, people and it's, it's kind of like, you know, these are the same people that I was talking to when I started the podcast. You know, I'm, I'm still having those same conversations and they're friends and they're, you know, we, we came together because we were designers and that's how we met. But, you know, we're friends now and so I can bounce stuff off them. But 99% of what we're talking about isn't design. I mean, I was hmm. literally today <laughs> I was complaining about my car. I mean, yeah yeah. so yeah my car died over the weekend so that was fun yeah um adulting sucks i <laughs> know uh, i hear you but um yeah so i i bounce stuff off them all the time and it's 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 a fairly big group um i tend to stick for the most part in the creative south slack channel just because i mean i feel like i'm you know responsible for that one (laughs) yeah you're part
1: of that crew (laughs) yeah
0: but i mean there's a few other ones that i bounce ideas off and share work and things like that too and you know they're all kind of geared towards different aspects of design um so like i'll show pretty much everything in the creative south slack channel but there's um i just blanked on what it is um one called freelancers that mm. I really only share the branding stuff that I'm working on, um, or like badge designs that I'll do for like special projects that are at work and things like that. Yeah. Um, what about you?
1: Um, yeah, I feel like it's been uh, a little bit, a little bit less of, of that recently. Um, we do have a, a, a good small team of designers mm-hmm. at the agency I work for now, um, and I've been. Uh, I've been playing pretty much like a creative director role um, slash lead designer <laughs> and um, yeah. And so that's been fun and challenging to sometimes where, you know, there's a designer there that has i I'd say a pretty similar style to me. So we, we click really easily on, on that aspect because I know if he does something, I kind of know what it's going to turn out looking like kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and, but we, for a while we had a designer that was uh, a lot more like modern kind of eclectic. Sure. And, um, and I, he, and I worked with the owner at the agency for so long. Like I'm, I kind of like, I'm like the other half of his brain. Like he can just say <laughs> something and, and I, or he doesn't even need to say something. I, I just know what, I just know what, what he'll want. Sure. I'm know? that way with my boss um, too, so I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, um, and I worked with clients for a long time too with the agency. So I feel like sometimes I, I feel like I have a really good idea of what the client's going to want. And so, but then we have these designers that had different styles. And so I didn't want to like try to force them into a mold, you know, so to say. Sure. So it was different. It was different for me to try to like, try to let go of that a little bit and just be like, okay, you do what you, what you would like to do. And I might kind of help fine tune it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and that was interesting because that totally worked. Like one of our clients, you know, I know her style. I know what she likes. But we were doing a whole new website for her and she uh, and branding package too. And this designer guy just like threw out this stuff that was just like it looked really cool. It was just way not something I thought what she would have wanted. But she, uh, she, I was the one she picked. You know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, that was that was kind of interesting learning to just kind of like let that go a little bit. And and so uh, I guess to answer to go back and answer that question then. Um, we have a good little team of designers so we can bounce stuff off of each other. You know, if we're, if we're all working on projects or something, we can be like, Hey, what do you, what do you think of this or whatever? Sure. Um, and in, in my past to uh, a good buddy of mine from, from college, uh, he does UX design, mm-hmm. but, uh, we, we keep in touch and chat and stuff. And so, um, yeah, well, I think whenever I feel like I need to get some, some design feedback and, or even like yeah anything, just whatever like just bounced off him and he's been really great at that. So, um, so yeah, I think I've found ways to keep (laughs) that going and yeah. And I think before too, like um, I forget what podcast I was listening to, but uh, they were interviewing this girl and she was talking about how like she overstressed herself because she wanted to be like, like the next like big name in design. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I think for a long time, like when I first got into dribble, it was just like, man, there were so many kick ass designers and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I gotta like uh ah, I gotta get more likes or I gotta get more connections and like on dribble and I gotta and I'd be looking at these illustrators just like, oh my gosh, I have to step up my game, like I gotta oh, yeah. need to do all this and uh and it was it just kinda seemed like chasing like an endless thing. And at some point, uh, I got just got to the thing where it's like, you know, like I do what I do, I think I do it well. Um I'm just be do what i can do and do it the best i can and like i, I think it's good and of course you're always your own worst critic so <laughs> other people might other people might see my stuff and be like oh that's rad that's awesome um and so <laughs> I think meanwhile Apple you're picking point, the part
0: of man i should have moved that over like two pixels yeah. and
1: <laughs> yeah i can exactly. see where
0: that curve is messed up i know it
1: just didn't yeah, get it right <laughs> the, the kerning on those letter right there god oh, man i could have just tightened that up a little bit yeah um yeah, so I think along with that, like, I think, and then he was just dribble, and after that, like, I just, I still love to admire great design. I still go on dribble and check a bunch of stuff out, but mm. I kind of was able to let go of, of trying to feel like I needed to be like
0: compare yourself to other people and
1: all. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah, and I think from that point, like, I just kind of relaxed a whole lot, and then I only feel like early to get feedback if it's something I really like concerned about or not I don't say concerned but like feel like I I should get feedback on or if have something I'll really want to push further.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's so. kind of the way I am. It's it's I mean, I would say 75% of my stuff I'm not putting up for feedback. It's the mm-hmm. ones that I f- either feel like I'm stuck on or you know, I'm happy with it but I can tell that something's just not right and I'm worried that I'm like too in my own head. Um Yeah. And it's about 50 50 on me being two in my own head or somebody throwing up a suggestion that makes it a lot better. Um, so yeah, yeah. So that, I, I definitely understand that. Um, so yeah. I, I, I want to ask you, and I want to get back to it cause we, 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 uh, we, we were talking, um, when we first talked before we decided kind of how we were going to do stuff. One of the things I mentioned was, wanted to know how you kind of broke into finding clients in, in the craft beer industry and stuff. Cause that's, and and purely for selfish reasons, because that is something that like is a dream job for me. I, like we mentioned before, I used to, you know, homebrew, I don't do it nearly as much now. Um, just cause I don't have that much time. Um, yeah. Stupid freelance podcast (laughs) feeding kids. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But there's, like, locally here in Mobile, there's three or four um, microbreweries, one of which is really well-established, and then two of which are becoming established. Um, two of them have really good branding the other one not so much but they're stuck with what they want and they think it's great and more power to them um but but finding new clients and is while it's a very saturated industry it's very saturated in certain areas and stuff like that Mm -hmm. how did you how did you go about that
1: yeah well i mean i'm definitely no marketing expert sure you know like (laughs) How did you but, stumble uh, into it? <laughs> exactly. That's a good way to put it. Let's do that. Um so I think it went back to like when we were talking about how I kind of saw this niche or or maybe like, well maybe I should focus on like this niche thing, you know, in sure. regards to design. Um so then I started a I started a blog where I did packaging design reviews. Mm-hmm. Um it was it was very it was like along the lines of like what uh Harvey Shepard was doing, with sure. be- beautiful beer, but uh, I did a little bit more of uh, where he kind of just is a showcase of that. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of try to get a little bit of a, of my own design perspective, like review on it and talked about like what worked, what I thought worked really well. Sure. So you were doing um, kind of, of a did... critique on things? Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of breaking the design down, um, like what worked about it. You know, it obviously was never... Uh, anything I think negative because there's always packaging that I really loved. Sure. You no, know, I, I didn't pick it, you know? So I just mainly wrote, wrote like what was successful about it. You know, there's a whole website um, out there
0: devoted to really bad packaging.
1: Yeah, oh, that'd be fun to check out. I, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll
0: send you the link when we get done. I okay. can remember what it is right at the top of my head. All oh, right. Har- Harvey's yeah. actually the one who
1: told me about it. So, Oh, right. I heard that on that talk on there on that podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I did that. And so my first gig doing beer design work um was was for Anderson Valley Brewing Company and and um they have this beer festival in Northern California that's just kinda become pretty iconic mm-hmm. uh for its area and for California. And my buddies and I, like that was our one yearly trip kinda we would all meet up and go to this beer festival and, and we were like thirteen years in a row we went and we'd stay on the coast and we'd have this big rental house and we'd have all of our buddies would get together and so for the uh, for the the tenth year that we went, I was like, well, I'm gonna design a poster for this, <laughs> and uh, I noticed that like their design work uh, had been the same for a long time for that festival, mm-hmm. uh, and looked I think it looked a little dated, and um, so I designed this really cool like poster, and I was like, well, I'm just gonna like slap their logo on it and uh, like the festival name, and I was just like, you guys can use this if you want, you know, and and they politely declined which was fine um and then uh and i posted it on dribble and and i'd say about a month and a half later like i saw that brewery posting it on their social media channels and i was like wait a minute so instead of getting really i mean i felt like i wanted to get heated about it but i was just like well okay i like the owner emailed me and said they weren't you know they weren't didn't want to use it so i was like well maybe something else happened let me contact them and Sure enough, it was a total, like... It was kind of a fluke. Somebody found it on a Google image search and posted it on, and posted it on their Facebook wall and it started getting some good reactions. So the guy that doing social media for him was new at the time. He's just like, oh, cool. Didn't know where it came from, but it was a cool graphic. So he took it and started posting it. And he was super apologetic, super nice. Um, gave me a pair of tickets to the festivals. Like, hey, thanks a lot for being understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, the next day he calls me up and like, hey, man, like, seems like people really like your stuff. And... Um, so, you know, it'd be cool if you do some design work for us. And so that was how I started that relationship. Oh, well, that's um, awesome. Yeah. So that was kind of like, you know, obviously that's not going to happen for everybody. Sure. Um, but I mean, I really think like just, um, I, I always think like, I always wanted to be really proactive about it. Like I started that blog. Um, and I think if you can just start doing something to show that you can do it or that you have interest in it, you know, um, it gives you some kind of credibility. Like when I was doing stuff, I'd be like, Oh, I have a beer design blog. Mm-hmm. And like, even just saying that, you know, like is, is some credibility. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, and I just, for fun projects, like I would just design some beer stuff that looked cool. Uh, another thing I did too, was like, I tried connecting with, uh, well, I did some work for a nonprofit that the beer festivals in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Um, and that same thing I did, I did that up here in Oregon too, um, for it's was called Washington Wild and Oregon Wild. Uh-huh. And they, and they do like a program where they, uh, where they connect with breweries and, and raise awareness for watersheds to bring water to oh, the okay. beer, yeah. you know? And so like, I saw that they were doing these brew festivals for their nonprofit. And I was like, like they really need some design work. And so <laughs> I just approached them and I did it pro bono, but I got a cool portfolio piece out of it. Um, And doing those kind of things like that. I mean, if you're passionate about it, you know, it's sometimes it's not always like looking for those paid gigs right out front that are, you know, Mm -hmm. that are going to be like working out for you. So I I just looking for any and every opportunity. Sure. Um, And then, um, yeah. And then I, I mean, obviously it's just the whole networking thing. Just like always be telling people what you do. You know wherever wherever it makes sense. I'm um, horrible. At that um, part. You know, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm. A, you know, <laughs> but I always like try to make and keep connections if I can, especially if like they're in the beer industry. Then I'm like, oh yeah, like I should probably like try to keep keep in contact with that person or whatever. Mm. Um, and um, and then to be honest, like my my old blog website gets some traffic, and so I've I've had a number of people just contact me through that. Um, a couple of them have worked out to be pretty good projects from that. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And then lastly, um, if you can find a beneficial uh, like partnerships with other services. Mm-hmm. Um, so for instance, I've got, a, I've, I've become really good friends with this guy that runs, I actually had him on my podcast. He runs, uh, he does label printing. Okay. And yeah. so we, we ended up having a really good relationship and um, you know, through that, he's had clients come to him for labels that just didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so some of them were like startup breweries and they, they really literally had nothing. And he's been able to <laughs> be like, Hey, I've, I've got this good friend who does great design. Like he focuses on craft beer stuff and those have, have worked out great too. So, mm-hmm. um, so sometimes it's really just finding something like you can find a good partnership like that, you know, just with somebody in the service industry. So it could be, um, printing company or it could be like a canning or bottling company mm-hmm. local to your area. And, you know, um, and sometimes you can just make a relationship in that sense and then that'll lead to referrals as well. So, cool. um, yeah, I mean, I haven't really tried to, I only have so much time to do freelance so I sure. haven't really pushed the whole marketing side of it, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think SEO has worked, has worked okay. There's only a, a number of agencies or people out there that are, that are really, um, targeting their websites to craft beer branding and stuff sure. like that. So yeah.
2: yeah. Awesome yeah
1: yeah um well cool we're, we're, we're almost at an hour here so yeah yeah so so um,
0: what what parting wisdom do you want to end on <laughs> yeah that's a good one uh put me put me in the hot seat here of course that's a very big yeah. question i know um yeah how about we just go easy and so with the podcast specifically what exciting um things do you have coming up that you're looking forward to?
1: Yeah. That's um that's another really good question. I've really been kind of uh, it's almost by the seat of my pants here. Sure. Uh, I feel That's like, how I uh, do it too. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um I, I really wanted to try to start getting like looking further ahead and, and doing some more planning. Um I did a great interview with a uh that I'm about to edit and post here really shortly, like in the next few days. Mm-hmm um with a with a really great like journalist and and beer writer and and he's uh he covers all sorts of stuff and he's and he he's writes some really interesting things so that was a pretty fun interview um oh the next oh the next one i've been kind of checking out was uh i don't know if you've seen them but there's these uh this new technology where you can do self pours uh, like a tap room um no i haven't so seen you, that yeah so you go in there's no there's no like beer tender you walk in and uh, when you walk in, you get like a RFID bracelet tag uh-huh. uh, that has like a little radio tag in it. And you just go up to the tap and it's got a screen and it scans your your bracelet. Mm-hmm. Gives, you, gives you a pour. So that's how they keep track of how many beers you've had. Oh, so neat. And so you, as, a, as like a tap room owner, you can say like, okay, you can only get you can only get like three pints um, that you pour yourself. Sure. And um, yeah, so that was really interesting. And, and I think it's really interesting in, in that normally when you go to a bar, you have a bartender somebody you talk to, you know, yeah. and it's just kind of like, that's part of the experience. There, but I think it's also one of those interesting ways that technology is coming in. And I mean, it's kind of can be fun to pour your own beer too. So there's yeah. like another side yeah. to it.
0: I don't know. I kind of like having a bartender though. Unless, unless yeah, yeah, it's busy, too. unless it's busy, and I'm yeah. having to wait. See, right,
1: <laughs> right. So there's good, some, there's good sides to both of it. Yeah. But I just think that was really interesting way to use technology in like a brewery setting or like a tap room setting. So awesome. um Yeah. What about what about you? Anything exciting for you in the podcast coming up?
0: Yeah. So I've got um by the time this goes up and I've just kind of started doing crossover episodes. So you're actually going to be the second crossover episode, but you're going to be the second in a row. So uh, when's this, well, by the time this goes up, it'll already have been up, but I'm the buddy of mine's got a podcast called Creatoring. Um, so we did a crossover episode and it's, it's interesting. It's very different from my normal format. It's, uh, a little more chaotic, um, in a good way, just kind of, bantering back and forth and going off on lots of tangents and trying to rein things back in, uh, really yeah. looking forward to that. And then, Oh, what do I have? I've got, I've got a bunch that were supposed of episodes that were supposed to have been recorded in October, uh, that for various reasons had to all be rescheduled. So they're all coming up this month with a bunch of, um, really cool female illustrators. Um, kind of in your neck of the woods area, a lot of Seattle, awesome. Portland, um, some Bay area ones. Um, and then Todd, Ra- Todd Radom, who is a big, uh, sports branding guy. Um, he's, I'm trying to think of what most notably he's done. I think he did the white Sox logo when they oh, wow. rebranded a while back. He's, I mean, he's like the big name in sports branding. So, um, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to all of those and, um five months six months creative south is coming up again beginning of april so we're gearing up for that and looking forward to uh getting all that stuff updated on the website and releasing schedules and speakers and all that so
1: it's a it's a busy time of year sounds like it yeah yeah well that's awesome yeah i think uh yeah, anyone on, uh, should definitely check out Creative South if you if you like design stuff. And um, yeah, you've had a lot of really great designers in the past, and it's always just kind of cool to hear people's like stories and what they got going on. And um, yeah, so I've enjoyed listening to the show, so I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, we kind of connected on Twitter at like a random point. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and I thought it would be a fun idea um, to to do some kind of like crossover in some sense. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this has been fun. I appreciate you connecting and, and doing it.
0: Yeah, me too. This is I've I've really enjoyed it and I've uh, enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better and finding out uh more about uh, the podcast and craft beer and all that's fun stuff. We need to yeah. uh we need to look into getting you next year at uh, Creative South, maybe do a workshop on beer branding. Get That'd you be sweet. Yeah, That'd get be rad. maybe like a panel one. I'm gonna have to talk this over with Mike. Get you and yeah. like Josh Emmerich and Harvey and some people out there talk about all that stuff.
1: That'd be awesome. Yeah. There's some, there's some great people. It's, it's pretty fun for sure. Like I think, and it's one of those topics that I, I, the one talk I did here in Portland, um, it was through design week Portland. And so it was a whole week of like design events. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, I was just like, I'm just going to do this. And, uh, I ended up getting a really great panel together and um yeah it, it it sold out like oh that's awesome i was ex- i was yeah i was expecting to get maybe like 40 50 people <laughs> and uh and then like the design week people like they picked me up they're like hey we want to feature you at the headquarters and have it to where i can seat like 200 plus <laughs> and i was like okay cool and next thing i know like we like had standing like room only <laughs> yeah we had like 280 ticket sales and i was just like wow okay so i think the yeah the beer branding i think a lot of designers want to get into it mm-hmm if they, if they aren't already, obviously people like Emmerich and uh, some other people out there, like just killing it, Yeah, yeah. Uh, doing awesome work. So I think designers, that's one of those things they love who doesn't, I mean, a lot of people love craft beer yep. and there's a really cool branding out there. So I think that topic, I think can really bring in a lot of interest when it comes to designers and in that kind of a niche or area.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the whole reason I want to get into it is, you know, a, I love the flexibility and uh, there's so many different brands out there that have so many different personalities that it yeah. gives you that creative thing. And I love craft beer. Um, so, boom, you know, yeah. It seemed like a good choice to me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, Ryan, where, where can people find you online? Yes. Uh, Twitter um, is probably one of the better spots, uh, at Wheaton Creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and branding brews is at branding brews mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, that's probably the best spot to find me. I, I do have a journal profile under Ryan Wheaton as well. Cool. I'll put all that um, up in the
0: show notes and stuff too.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And how about you? Like, what a uh, Creative South and your stuff. Yeah. Like, so the podcast
0: is at Creative So Pod, um, and I'm at J Frostholm. That's F R O S T H O L M um, on Twitter and. Really, the J Slim is on pretty much every social media thing. So, Dribble, Instagram, everything. So, awesome, yeah. And then, cool. uh, yeah. if you want to do Creative South, it's at Creative South GA on pretty much everything. So you can find out more okay. about the conference. Perfect.
1: Yeah, that sounds fun. If I was in the area, I'd definitely be checking it out. Well, you know, well, so we're gonna cool. have to
0: find a way to get you down. Yeah, make that definitely. Happen. Okay. Gonna, hey, people make it from your neck of the woods all the time. So yeah, people. We nice. we had. Uh, and somebody from China last year. So that was pretty cool.
1: That's fun. Yeah. Very cool. 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 Right on. Well, um, yeah, I think it's a good spot to wrap up, man. I appreciate your time, Jason. It's been a lot of fun talking.
0: Yeah, Ryan, I, I really appreciate it. And go out and hug some necks. Yeah,
1: there you go. Thanks. Okay.
0: Listen to Branding Brews wherever you get podcasts and find them on Twitter, at Branding Brews. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes for more ways to keep up with them. You can keep up with the podcast on Twitter and Facebook, at Creative S.O. Pod, and follow Creative South on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at GA over at creativesouth.com, and I'm at Jay Frostholm on Dribbble, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit jackprince.com and get 20% off orders over $25 when you use promo code CREATESOUTH17 at checkout. For a limited time, new Skillshare customers can get their first three months for just 99 cents to get unlimited access to thousands of classes when you sign up at Skillshare.com using promo code CREATIVE SOUTH. What are you waiting for? Start learning today. And remember, if you like the show, help support us over at patreon.com slash Creative South. And if you like the Creative South podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Rate us and leave a review. This helps more people find the podcast and allows us to keep getting awesome guests. Now go out and hug some necks.